In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 248th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode Inside the Chiefs Dynamic Offense. We are going to hear from Eric Bieniemy, Patrick Mahomes, and Tyreek Hill about their dynamic offense that will be taking center stage here. Super Bowl 55, special Super Bowl 55 edition, along with some notes about the Falcons here at the end. Without further ado, let's get to Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. The unique part about that, Sam, um, you know, I learned uh, a long time ago to, to, to learn how to persevere through adversity. But the beauty of it is, it's not so much that I have to persevere because that's going to take care of itself. It's making sure that whatever is taking place with Eric Bieniemy isn't becoming a distraction in, in, in us pursuing our dreams and our goals. So one thing that you got to understand, you know, I'm going to focus on what I need to focus on. Then it's time to turn the page. So at the end of the day, I want to make sure that our guys are ready, okay? They're mentally prepared. They watch all the film that they need to watch on top of that. Right? They've gone out there, they physically put themselves in the right positions by working their tails off and applying everything that we've asked them to do to make sure that they're ready to play. That's how you get past that. You move on by making sure that we're focused on the goal, and the goal has always been to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask, I, I know this isn't your focus right now, obviously, but um, are, are you getting any kind of constructive feedback from these teams about why they went a different direction and, and are you altering your sort of presentation or interview that, that that you do going forward you know what at this particular time i haven't had an opportunity to reach out to anyone to receive any feedback i'll take that time after sunday to to, to sit back and in reaching out and then we'll just go from there but like i said sam when it's all said and done with <laughs> we got from today until sunday all right till kickoff my focus is making sure that the Kansas City Chiefs are ready to play and that we're going out there to take care of business. I'll handle Eric Bieniemy's business, okay, on Monday, sometime uh, Monday evening or even Tuesday after I take a nap or a nice long uh, night of sleep to start worrying about what I need to, uh, to be concerned with, uh, with me moving forward as far as the uh, interviewing process uh, went. Well, there's Eric Bieniemy. Uh, you know, he interviewed for the Falcons job, you know, uh, go back to the 90s with Eric, was uh, wishing him the best. But, you know, we heard early on it was Rick Smith and Arthur Smith. Uh, Fontenot has managed to move past Rick Smith, but nobody moved past Arthur Smith. Uh, so they're going to try to settle that up after the Super Bowl, see what happened. Uh, you know, I know, all I know is that five people were in on his interview, six on Robert Sala. 
12 on Raheem Morris's interviews, including family members and so forth. So, um, you know, uh, we'll find out after Super Bowl. We'll talk to the Falcons, see if they let us know what happened and, uh, you know, what Eric needs to improve on. We just know it's ridiculous that folks wanted to throw out there that he didn't interview well after we saw um, the coach in Philadelphia and the uh, coach kneecaps up in Detroit, Coach Dan Campbell. Uh, interview. So this interviewing wasn't an issue. But anyway, this is about the Chiefs and their dynamic offense. And, um, you know, Eric's focus, he's not worried about the job situation. Uh, you know, he's more worried about, hey, you know, getting ready for the Super Bowl here. So we've got a couple of clips from Patrick Mahomes. One's about, hey, what happened in that game against the Falcons where, uh, you know, it went 17 to 14. And, uh, you know, he, he's got some thoughts on that. Coverages on the move and have an understanding for what the defense is doing and what we want as an offense and how to get himself and others open. Uh, others open is, is what makes him so special. Um, he, he does a great job of not caring who gets the ball. He just wants to make a positive play uh, for his team, and uh, that's what that's what makes him so special. And definitely the quarterback in quarterback in his history is kind of what has it gives him that understanding of how to run rounds. That was on Travis Let's Kelly. go next to Pat Leonard. Go ahead, Pat. Hey, Patrick. At what point did you and Andy Reid and your offense realize that you were, uh, let's say, for, that, for lack of a better way of describing it, pushing the limits of what you can expect from an offense? And how do you stay on the cutting edge of that? Like, how do you stay on the cutting edge of being the team that is kind of opening people's eyes that, an offense can do more than we thought, and it can actually then do even better than it did the year before and kind of be the team that every other team is now going and hunting a quarterback and the kind of offense that you have. I think uh, we just challenge each other every single day. Uh, we really we, we do whatever we can to put guys in the, the best situation possible. Um, and then we, we try to do different things that we haven't seen before and that we've kind of made up on the fly. Um, and so we, we tried, and hopefully it's positive, and we try to put that into our offense. But if we have a negative play, we just forget about it and keep moving on and keep trying to figure out ways to make it better. Um, and that's what Coach Reed kind of instills in the whole team, and you can, show it, you can see it on the field on Sundays. All right, that was Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to get to the one clip I wanted to uh, talk, talk to, to, you know, that I discussed about uh, – here we go. Yeah, here it is right here. Patrick Mahomes on the Falcons. They wanted to, but if you look at that team, they got playmakers everywhere. And so uh, they battled everybody all year long, uh, but luckily enough, we were able to find a way to get a win. Um, and then with uh, Tyreek and McColl, I mean, they're, they're, they're both just playmakers. That's what they are. I mean, they're great receivers. They can make plays running the ball. Uh, they make plays downfield. They can run the routes uh, intermediately. I mean, and uh, – I always joke with them that Texas football is a little bit better than Georgia, um, but uh, they definitely got the speed out in Georgia for sure. Thank you. Pat Mahomes, that was on Far Georgia Speed Story on McCole, Hartman, and Tyreek. So they, they got a little Texas-Georgia uh, thing going on there. One last one here from Patrick on uh, Eric Bieniemy. Hey, I just want to ask you a little about, about Eric Bieniemy. I know that you've been um, you know, pretty complimentary. Oh, no, that was the question. That went a long way. So we're going to get to the answer. Get to the answer to that question. 
These are in our phone. We got everything kind of. We're just uh, moving around no, here. Shit. Super Bowl week. Yeah, here we go. As a, first, I mean, protections-wise, I mean, he, he's a, the best of the as they come. I mean, uh, that's Mahomes. He's talking about Eric Bieniemy and how he helped him read defenses and learn uh, protections and how to slide them and set them up and so forth. The fact that he gives me every single tool uh, that is needed so that I know exactly what to do, even if I get an unscouted uh, look, unscouted blitz. Uh, helps me go out there and be comfortable in the pocket and be able to get us to the right play and the right read. Uh, that comes straight from him and his film study and his uh, studying of the opponent's defense. Um, and then, honestly, I mean, there, there's been there's been no difference. Um, I think a big thing with him and what feeds into this team, especially during a year like this year, is he always preaches control what you can control, and that's your attitude, your work ethic every single day. Um, and that's how he's been. I mean, obviously, you know he's disappointed. He didn't get the opportunity uh, to become a head coach uh, after this season. Um, but he knows that all he can do is make himself and this team better every single day. He comes to that mindset uh, every single day, and it helps us be the best team that we can possibly be. Okay, we'll go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Patrick, uh, one of the uh, things that's been said down in Tampa, a lot of the old bucks from in their last Super Bowl run was, you know, they point back to an NFC championship game where they took the Rams team, the greatest show on turf and held them down score wise. They lost that game, but the next year they came back and won the Super Bowl. And they talked about what we did was we hit them in the mouth. We knocked them around. And that's what this bucks team has to do. That sounds easy. Uh, but when that's the mindset, what, what is it you guys do to try to neutralize that? If they know, if you know that, the idea is, hey, we got to come rough, rough up the receivers. We got to jam them. What, what, what is it you guys do to counterbalance that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, that was more of our team. Maybe we might have been able to handle that with our team maybe in 2018. Uh, but we've been through those adversity. Uh, we've been through those battles. Um, and if you watch our team, it's not just a fast flying show. We have a lot of physical guys on this team as well. Um, and so we're we're ready for every single uh, uh, type of game that can be. Um, if, it, if it's a physical game, we're ready for that. Uh, if it's a fast-paced game, we're ready for that. So uh, we'll be we'll be ready to go. Um, the guys are ready to play. Yeah, Patrick. I don't think he liked that question. Talking about hey, there the Bucks said they're gonna come for him basically. Uh, last one here from uh, from from the uh, last couple media days. Uh, we got Tyreek Hill. You know, we're uh, doing a story on him and uh, McCole Harmon. Here he is. Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I uh, just want to talk about uh, or discuss you and McCole, the two guys from Georgia, the, uh, the threat you all provide to the Chiefs on the outside uh, and inside at times. Uh, um, you know, what's that like and how do you all thrive in that situation? Well, um, we got one of the best play callers of all time. You know, um play callers, um, play scheme, um, creator, if you want to say, and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. You know, those guys spend countless hours, you know, in the fan room, you know, getting us open. You know, I feel like me and my cold job is easy, you know. We've been fast our, our whole entire life, you know. So just going out there, you know, and, and then just, you know, playing at a very fast level, you know, is basically easy. Um, we got a Hall of, uh, well, I wouldn't say Hall of Fame, but we, we got a great quarterback who's amazing, MVP quarterback, you know, so that definitely makes it easy too, you know, and um, it's been fun, man. This whole entire year has been fun, 
you know, um, just being able to just bring that energy, you know, for the team when it's needed. You know, me and McCole both has been fun. All right, that was Tyreek Hill. So a little bit of insight to the Super Bowl offense. They're going to be favored. We'll see if Ty Bowles and his defensive unit can do a little bit better than they did in Week 12 where they gave up 462 yards passing. Tyreek went nuts, 13 for 269. Uh, you know, it was a uh, once. It was a one-sided game. It was 27 to 10. Then the Bucks scored too late to make it look close. You know, I know. I see. We see that a lot, and uh, that's you know that game was never in doubt. Now next here, uh, Ty Bowles. We mentioned him, the defensive coordinator for for uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Bowles, uh, you know, we got a story up online. Go check it out. He started uh, his career at Morehouse College. He's a defensive coordinator and secondary coach after playing eight years at Temple. And uh, he thanked his uh, smart, very smart players for helping him out. They didn't, uh, I didn't go back and look at the record, but uh, I thought that was uh, a nice Super Bowl story here uh, with an Atlanta angle, the top defensive coordinator in the league, perhaps. Uh, starting his career at Morehouse College. Of course, uh, Todd Bowles also interviewed for the Falcons job both last two times and didn't get it. So uh, people were like, well, he had his shot with the Jets. Well, yeah, so did Bill Belichick had his shot with the Cleveland Browns. He got five years. They went to the playoffs once, 10 and 6, I believe it was, and the rest were losing seasons. They went to Baltimore and had to sell tickets, and uh, he was too boring, so they – Got Ted Marshall Broder. And then, you know, of course, then he rises in New England later. So maybe Todd will get another shot. Clock's ticking. You know, he's been in the league since 2000. So, um, yeah, he yeah maybe he'll get a shot next time around. So uh, just a couple things on the Falcons here to, to wrap up. Just a couple housekeeping matters. We're at that kind of, you know, they're, they're getting the staffs together. People are coming and going, and and then we'll swing into the evaluation period with the pro days. We don't know what the uh, that's going to look like with the uh, combine being you know virtual and spread out. So um, we'll see. We'll plan our coverage here. We'll get to the other side of the Super Bowl first, and then worry about that. But finalizing the coaching staff has been uh, what Coach Arthur Smith has been doing. Uh, some adjustments in the front office, and we're going to take some time here to say goodbye to Nick Polk, one of the uh, fine people that was working in the front office for, for the last uh, uh, 18 years. I mean, he was over at the um, Georgia Force side, then came over and, and uh, you know, was always gracious with his time. Uh, you know, didn't didn't interview a lot on the record because, you know, they, they got a, you know, stupid policy that, you know, only certain people are supposed to talk. But uh, uh, he was always helpful as much as he could be. Uh, Kyle Smith was brought on from the uh, Washington football team. And uh, he's the son of A.J. Smith, the old San Diego Chargers uh, general manager. So, you know, it's a lot of families in the NFL. And, you know, they they you know, make friends and tend to, you know, stay around. Uh, and uh, Kyle Smith was part of some good player acquisition moves in Washington, and hopefully he'll do the same here as vice president of player personnel. Uh, Dwayne Jones was brought over as the assistant director of college scouting uh, from the Ravens. 
He's with, been with them the last four years, played ball at Richmond, Richmond Spider there. Uh, had a tryout, I think, with the Browns, but didn't stick in the National Football League. And so, hey, then it's just going to close with a shout-out to Des Fitzpatrick, the wide receiver from Louisville, who turned it out in the Senior Bowl. His dad, Greg Fitzpatrick, was uh, in the backcourt uh, with us. We had a bunch of guards at Audubon Junior High in the ninth grade. Uh, I didn't play with them at Audubon football. Uh, I was out on a concussion protocol for ninth and 10th grade. But then I went to Cathedral Latin and played over there. And, and uh, I think uh, Greg went to Adams, played at John Ad- Cleveland John Adams, and then Central State. He was a... He was a quite. He was a pretty good football player in his own right, uh, but his son Des Fitzpatrick made him some money down at the Senior Bowl. He was the offensive player of the game and uh, caught six balls for ninety. They said he dropped a couple too. I was on and off on the game. I didn't watch the whole thing from beginning to end. But uh, congrats to Des and uh, his dad Greg. So with that, we're gonna, um, you know, we'll be back next week. We uh, start try to set the table for the off season. You know, heavy draft. You know, we know the Falcons pick four uh, was on uh, Real Talk Sports last night. The people are, are adamant that they need a quarterback and they want Justin Fields or they're gonna march down Peachtree Street. Um, we tried to tell them, hey, yeah, you, have to, you might need a quarterback, but you probably need to, it doesn't matter if you can't keep them upright. So the evaluation for the Falcons is going to be, hey, can we make the line better without drafting more people? Or do we have the line? And, you know, the results are pretty clear they don't, uh, or they wouldn't be giving up 40 sacks a game so or, or year. So, you know, and then you don't have the pass rusher, so you know that. How are you going to – I mean, Dean Pease can, you know, call up whatever he's going to call and send people from everywhere, like he said, but you still going to need some players for that. So, you know, how many can you get in free agency? None, because you don't have any money. Um, you know, maybe you got to find somebody on the scrap heap like Tampa Bay found Shaq Barrett. Or, you know, you get him in the draft or uh, you find somebody on the roster. Uh, we're looking, you know – we're, we're, we're looking and they're going to be looking so the pro personnel people are going to be key they're going to have to pluck some people off some rosters that were better that fit their scheme at least you know they're going three four he can talk that multiple stuff all he wants to uh but they're going three four and they don't have the people and the hardest thing to find is those big ends so um you know they might try to tell some of the ones they have to beef up and you know just make it do what it can do for a year but uh, Michael Parsons, Cunningham said, hey, that's the fit. Get Michael Parsons, uh, the linebacker from Penn State. Get him for Dean Pease. Get Dean Pease in pieces. And then coach up the line. He thinks the uh, Dwayne Ledford from Louisville can coach him up. He's had some good results in college, but, I mean, it's different in the pros. And uh, my mentor, Bob McGinn, always told me you got to have a veteran line coach. So, uh, this is a rookie NFL line coach. He did play in the league, so they're going to listen to him. But, you know, we, we like those old guys, uh, you know, like Larry Bictol and, uh, you know, uh, you know some of those old guys, uh, uh, Thomas Lavotte, you know, that been around forever. So we would have liked to see a veteran line coach get in here. But um, uh, Ledford's coming, highly recommended. Uh, worked with Garrett Bradford. 
Barry at NC State and Makai Becton at Louisville. So he's had some top talent. But can he cover here and whip these guys into shape? Or do they need to get the lineman from Oregon? Those are some of the issues we'll be dealing with moving forward here. Uh, happy Black History Month in Febru February for everyone. And then we got February, March, and then the drafts in April. So we'll hit some pro days. Uh, we don't know what that's going to look like. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe we even go up to, you know, Ohio State. We'll see as they um, get the vaccine rolled out and uh, everything moved around. So with that, we're going to close here from the 248th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. You can find us on Twitter at DOrlandoAJC. You can go to our Facebook page, Atlanta Falcons News Now. Of course, you could uh, book, bookmark our page at AJC.com for the Atlanta Falcons coverage. With that, take care and have a great rest of your Super Bowl week. Who you got in the big game? The Kansas City Chiefs or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady? Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.